0: He said it because of his wet blanket energy. <laughs> That's actually Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I am Stephanie. And I am Jackie. And we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy that you
1: are here. Yes, so come join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. <laughs> All right, guys, let's
0: creep. So Sean Booth uh, launched his new podcast. It's called In the Booth. Bravo on the name, loving the name. But in one of the new episodes, he shares details of a group date that he was on where producers purposely tried to fuck with his relationship with Caitlin. And I think it's very insightful, very smart of Sean to drop this in one of his first episodes. So we're going to play the clip and see what Sean had to say. Five
2: of us guys, and it was a group date. Mm -hmm. And this is like, they play Gains with you on the show so bad they'll mess with your head so bad and um i was waiting my turn to get my time with caitlin and i'm i mean i'm sitting there for hours and everybody's getting like an hour hour and a half and then like i finally get my time with her and they give us like not even 10 minutes like
1: on purpose
2: yeah they just like mess with you like if they see somebody who's got a good connection they're like we're gonna do whatever we can
1: to, fuck to try and
2: build up the other relationships and try and kind of mess this one up. Okay. And she was like, I'm saving a spot for us at the top of the factory. It's like this rotating room. You can see the whole city. She's like, I'm going to save that spot for us. And then she got me. She's like, all right, let's go. We start walking up there. The producer was like, no, no, sorry. You guys can't go up there. It's closed for the night. We're like, whatever. They're like, you have to sit right here. It's like, we sit there at this little table, had 10 minutes with her. Go back down, sitting on this table with all the beers. I start drinking. Another guy, he goes on a date, and then he comes back two hours later. Jesus. And I was like, uh, he's like, man, it was awesome. I I went to the rotating room. I went to the rotating room at the top of the factory.
0: And if you remember, Sean had the edit of being super jealous this season. And to know that behind the scenes, this is like blatant. Like they are purposely trying to rile this guy
1: up. Well, yeah, but haven't people also said too that like, It was very obvious in Caitlyn's season that it was kind of always going to be Sean. That's why they were doing it. No, that's what I'm saying. So it's like they have to, like, make a show. They have to kind of, like, try to put some other relationships to be in a similar standing. It makes sense to me why they would do this. I'm not surprised. That's why I think, I mean, Nick
0: was coming back on his own, like, he was coming back either way in his mind. But I think producers, when Nick presented it to them, they were like, jackpot or else this season would have been boring as fuck because no one would have believed if Sean was the only like if Nick wasn't there no one would have been like oh man is it gonna be I don't know a cup Jared or cupcake or yeah I don't know JJ like I don't think any anyone else was like a real contender that season so they needed Nick to actually make like some Mm -hmm. drama
1: and Sean seems to me like the kind of guy that if you push him just, like, a little, little bit, he kind of, like, snaps and gets mad. Is that a good assessment of him? I don't really know a lot about him. That's how they would have you believe he is on the show.
0: But knowing that they're really, like, poking the bear over and over and over, I, I actually don't know. I mean, I don't know right. Sean. I know him inside this edit. Mm-hmm. Maybe I should listen to
1: this whole podcast and get to know Sean a little bit better. Wait, I want to know, what what is he talking about on this podcast? I feel like everyone in right. their mom is like, you know what we should do? Start a podcast. I mean, we did that, but, like, besides us, when everyone else does it, it's dumb. When we do it, it's cool. You know what I mean? Okay, so the description says, you may know Sean Booth from The Bachelorette.
0: You may know him as a fitness guy who owns a gym in Nashville. Or you may just know his dog, Walker. Or Walter. Not Walker, sorry. (laughs) Tune in as Sean sits down with people from all walks of life. Artists, athletes, entrepreneurs, military personnel, badass moms, fitness professionals, and everything in between. You'll hear motivational stories, healthy habits that lead to success, relationship tips, and more. However you know him, you'll get to know the real Sean and his guests right here on In the Booth. Honestly, now that I'm reading that, it should have been called The Booth because then you'd say right here. But they're in in the the booth. booth. They're in the booth recording. I know. But the booth is.
1: But you could have said in the booth. And you're in. I don't know. Like as in, because you're, you're then you're in the podcast. Because the podcast right. is called the booth. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I get what you're saying. This podcast seems n- like. No offense, Sean. I know you didn't ask for podcast advice from us, but it doesn't. This sound like it's just like a catch-all of like anything. It it doesn't have a clear vision. It doesn't have to be this way, but I do think if you have a niche,
0: you have more a better chance of success. Like we have it. Obviously, we have a niche, but like. I think if you want to do everything, it's a little harder because how do you get your audience if there's so many different walks of life? Also, I'm a badass mom. Can he interview
1: me? Yeah, I think you should DM him. I
0: was looking at his list of people that all, everyone he does. I'm like, okay, I'm not an artist, not an athlete. I guess I could be an entrepreneur. I'm not from the military. I'm not a
1: fitness professional. But then it's everything in between, which is where I think we fit. Oh, well, we're definitely <laughs> in between a... Uh... I don't know, a fitness expert and a badass mom. Maybe I'm somewhere in between that. Sure. Know. Okay. So, this is our long winded way of saying
0: we're going to be on in the booth next week. No, I'm oh kidding. my God. Well, but maybe we tried to get, I mean, the ask is out for Sean. If you want Sean on, she's all batch. Like, I DM- mean, I tried.
1: <gasps> Wait, but now that he has a podcast, he might be more inclined to go on other podcasts to promote his. So, guys, blow up his DMs. Blow up his DMs if you want him to come on.
0: I think he would be an amazing guest. He clearly has a lot of juicy stories. Oh, which we need to continue. This is yeah. Uh, he, he's in the okay. middle of the story, so let's go back to what is he was saying.
2: And what? I was like, motherfucker. And so I'm drinking all night, and then I get like back to the hotel, and they could tell I was upset. They're like, Do you want to go see Caitlyn? I'm like, Yeah, I want to go see
1: Caitlyn. Oh god, that's. And I'm like, a Yeah. Great combo. Where's her
2: room? And then <laughs> they bring me up to her room, and I remember like, and this is like. I've been drinking all day, not only Guinness, but we were at like in Dublin drinking whiskey and with Harrison and all this stuff. So you're talking about one or two in the morning. And basically, yeah, I was like this <laughs> with one right. eye open. And then I just like vaguely remember that like cameras following me down the hallway, and then like I knock on her door. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like she's sitting there, and then she opens the door and she's like in her pajamas like she took off all of her makeup and she's like eating meatballs she's got like meatball (laughs) in her teeth not expecting anybody to come up and I'm like hey can I talk to you
1: she's like no (laughs) yeah
2: what and they sit us down on this couch and I remember the producer was telling me like you better tell her this and I'm like I'm not gonna tell her that (laughs) I'm like I'm not gonna tell her that and then I would sit down on the couch. And I was like staring at her, like trying to focus on her. And I was like trying to whisper to her because the cameras were behind me. And I was like, I don't want to be here. they are making me do this. <laughs> and then um, they're like yelling at me. They pull me in the hallway. like, you better tell her this. And I'm like, and I go what back. What is
1: this, the military? Yeah, Jeez. pretty
2: much. And I go back in and I was like, uh, yeah, so I just, you know, I don't know why you did this or that. And then I was like, but I'm not
1: saying this. <laughs>
2: yeah. And like I was turning my head and she's like, what is going on? This is so outrageous.
1: Rookie mistake, Sean, to think that you can just whisper and they're not going to pick up your audio. Um, what do you, what were they trying to make him say? He goes on to say, cause he's
0: very long winded in this story. So I'm just going to paraphrase the ending. He goes on to say that like he was very, very drunk and he didn't remember the next morning going up to Caitlyn's room. And then the producer again confronted him and said, like, you didn't tell her what we wanted you to tell her. You better tell her tonight or we're sending you home. So he they literally threatened him, even though he was clearly, like, the front runner, And I, I think he ends up doing it. Wait, but what, what do they want him to tell? Okay, so at this point in the season, Caitlyn has already slept with Nick on their one-on-one date. Caitlyn hasn't told anyone. She eventually tells Sean, she hasn't told him yet. God, producers are such mindfuckers. So they send Sean to her room to freak her out. She answers the door and she's like, oh my God, I know why he's here. He's gonna leave because he found out that I slept with Nick, but that's not why he's there. He doesn't know about that yet. Producers know everything though. So they're like the puppet masters purposely making him go in. I just wanted to come up here and
2: explain you know, why I came up here last night to talk to you. And obviously, you knew that there was more and that I wanted to tell you something. Obviously, I was upset last night. I know there's a lot of things that we'll have to overcome if, you know, this does end up working. And I think this is one of them.
0: Sean says to her, Last week, we had alone time off camera and you told me, I think you're the one. And that's just really hard for me to continue with you dating these other guys. And like, it's a pretty harmless statement that he says to her. And she like cries because she's so relieved that he doesn't know, but she's so upset because she's guilty. And it's this whole mess. I remember watching this in real time and being like, oh my God, he's going to her room. He's going to confront her. He's going to, he knows. How did he know? Nick told him. And that wasn't the case. And this was all... Producers, And it's all
1: fake. All fake. Well, it was real, but yeah. It's weird because I feel like sometimes they really do protect that final relationship, and sometimes I feel like they're just like, we want this to burn down, and we totally actually want to ruin this final relationship, like in the case of Clayton and Susie. And I guess I just, I'm curious, like how do they decide who they're going to protect, and which... And who they're going to be like, "Mm, actually, we want to, like, totally sabotage this. Well, I actually asked that question
0: on the almost Bachelorette Patreon episode. I said, uh, Colton told producers that Hannah G was his pick. How does that protect Cassie? I truly didn't get it. And you explained that, like, they would try to sabotage the final pick, which I had a hard time really grasping. But in this case... They fully were trying to sabotage it. Like, he, there's many times this season that he's like, I need to leave. Like, I can't be here anymore.
1: Right. But then in, like, someone's situation, like Nick, for example, I think they really protected him and Vanessa, so much so that we still, to this day, don't know exactly what happened on that stupid volleyball date, because apparently it made both Vanessa and Rachel look bad, because I think they got in some sort of fight. So they were protecting Vanessa, because she was going to end up with Nick, and they were protecting Rachel, because she was going to be the Bachelorette. And that whole Scene now makes no sense because they cut out that fight that they had. So it goes from them like being on the beach to like crying. And you're like, wait, what happened? I'm trying to think of what other couples though they've like very much protected. Yeah, I feel like they pick and choose. I don't know. I guess in the Nick example, they had an agenda
0: that season. And that agenda was Nick needed to be happy and engaged because we've already seen him fuck up so many times. We yeah. wanted the happy ending. So I guess they went out of their way to protect Vanessa because that's what they wanted. If he failed
1: again, it would be, like, a waste. And honestly, they had enough content in that season, like, with Corinne. Like, Corinne honestly was that show that they didn't need to maybe really force a bigger, like, villain situation. But, yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to think of any other ones that feel protected. But, yeah, I don't know. It's so weird. I know.
0: Well, moving on. Okay, so... To everyone who's been thinking that Matt uh, Matt James and Rachel are on the rocks, Matt has officially posted with Rachel uh, a TikTok, and it's also on his Instagram, and they're eating dinner, and they seem totally
1: fine. So I feel like we can all breathe a sigh of relief. I don't know if I'm breathing a sigh of relief just yet. Because, so, I mean, to give you guys a little bit of context... He has not posted with Rachel in quite a while up until very recently. As of right now, recording this podcast, this was 17 hours ago that he posted with Rachel. But up until then, it had been quite a while. People were speculating that maybe they were done. So he finally now posts with Rachel. But this post looks like an ad because it literally has... It's like oh, so on, it could have been filmed before. Because yeah. it says on today's episode of New York City pasta recommendations, and then it's like everything we ordered at... And then they tagged this restaurant. But they have all the things that they ordered and the prices on it, which makes oh. me... It's like it's we got the... Papardelle, I'm not good at, like, saying Italian things, despite the fact that I'm half Italian. Papardelle, al vargoo, al duck, uh, pishy, freshy, cacio e pepe, all tagli al tartufo, all these things, but then it has, like, $24, $24, $26, $34, $16. So it's, oh yeah. And then it says, fia, Sorry, I'm butchering this. Via Chateria has locations in New York City, Alphabet City and West Village, Italy, and Amsterdam. Okay, well, if anyone wants... The food looks amazing if anyone wants to go check out that restaurant. There's... Okay, there's other
0: points to this, though. They haven't posted each other in quite some time, but then mm-hmm. Rachel posted getting, like, a hydrofacial, and then Matt commented, like, a bathtub emoji, and then she responded to that scrub-a-dub-dub. And I'm like, mm-hmm. are you really saying scrub-a-dub-dub to someone that you're on bad
1: terms with? No. So... <laughs> They scrub-a-dub-dub be, is the ultimate sign of, of love yeah. and affection. You would only say scrub-a-dub-dub to someone you're in love with. Hmm.
0: Yeah, so I don't know, guys. Yeah, Rachel also posted a selfie on the beach and she wrote, Honey, I'm home, and he commented, Yes. So there's like, why would you be commenting that if you weren't like... They're obviously still, if they're not together or they're rocky, they're communicating They're still on good terms. Bachelor Data pointed something out that there were two comments on a recent video of Matt's that said, where's Rachel? And she checked again and the comments were deleted.
1: I don't know. I have nothing to go off of but vibes, but Mm -hmm. I think they're fine. Which, I, which is totally contradicting. It's like with the Kate, Caitlin and Jason thing, I'm like, mm, vibes are off, vibes are off. Definitely, like, rocky waters. But for this, for some reason, I'm like, no, I think the vibes are good. I but think you started just... off this segment by saying that you don't think they're... Well, I think that's just an ad. I don't think that proves anything. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I just, I think they're fine. I'm on the fence.
0: I'm like... I'm like at the edge of the woods where you're about to get out, Mm -hmm. but you're, someone's pulling you back in.
1: Oh, like a a monster? Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's really scary in those woods. You have to be careful.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But I also hate that we live in a world that if you don't post your significant other on your feed, that means Mm -hmm. that things are rocky. But on the other hand, I also know that (laughs) you kind of have to post your significant other in
1: this world. Yes, but, okay, now that we're, like, talking this through and I'm really getting my thoughts in order, I feel like the difference is Matt and Rachel, they seem to be more focused. Like, Matt's social media seems more to be about, like, him eating and his sponsorships or whatever, and they, I feel like they've always kept their relationship more on the private side due to just kind of how they started their relationship and there was a lot of controversy around it versus, like, I feel like Caitlin and Jason have always, like, Posted, posted, posted about their relationship. And then when they don't post, then I'm like, huh, what's going on? Versus this, I'm like, did we ever see a lot of them together? I feel like Matt's Instagram has always been more focused on, like, his work stuff. No, but they would be. there would be
0: videos of them out to dinner a lot. And there would yeah. be videos of, like, Rachel eating random things. He has, like, compilations of Rachel shoving, like donuts in her mouth and stuff and it was cute like they were they bonded over being foodies Mm -hmm. and she's just been MIA from his videos recently and it's like is Matt James just sitting at the pizza place alone across from no one he doesn't have
1: Tyler Cameron anymore (laughs) Rachel's out and about so true yeah I don't know I guess this is one to watch people I I don't know how I how I lean either way clearly I feel like I've had 16 different opinions throughout the course of this segment
0: I think the commentary on Rachel's posts speaks volumes—very yes. loud volumes. I mean, scrub a dub dub, and yes, like these are things <laughs> that you're saying to someone because you like them. Yeah, I agree. So it's not like a Nate and Michelle that they have this like. If they are like going their separate ways, they're not having like a bad separation. Mm-hmm. So that's that on that case closed for now. Send in the dancing lobsters. <gasps> Okay, so a rumor started to spread about Blake Moynes going to Paradise, and while that is what I want wholeheartedly, I would love Mm -hmm. to see that man on my screen. For sure. I don't think it's really happening. So Brendan Quinn, friend of the show, Brendan Quinn, we've had him on before. Jackie did a lovely interview with him. Mm -hmm. Uh, He kind of started this rumor. So there was a post announcing that Bachelor in Paradise Season 9 is returning, which Side note, I don't get why that needs to happen. Like, tell us when it's not returning. Why do you need to tell us? Right. Like, I assume it's coming every summer. I was going to say,
1: I already assumed it was returning, so this is not really, like, groundbreaking news. But I guess maybe in case anyone was confused or in case anyone was down In, like, TV
0: world, yeah, in TV world, you have to say, because I guess, like, on ABC's end, they're like, are we going to get renewed? And they're all sitting there waiting for the phone call, and then it's renewed, and they rejoice. But I think after this point, it's like, We're, like, 57 seasons in, guys. Like, it's coming back. Yeah, you would think. So there was a post announcing that season nine is returning. Mm -hmm. And uh, Brendan Quinn comments and said, I'm sure there is some news on Moines with a shush emoji. And that's what started people saying, Mm -hmm. because Brendan is besties with Blake. Yeah. So I messaged Brendan to get the tea. And I asked him to clarify, and he said it was a funny comment I posted since every year they speculate that he's on a new season. Fair, because mm-hmm. I I do too. I think we were the ones that speculated last season because, like, he said he was going away for a month. And I'm like, Right, right, right. Yeah. And then he he said it was just a joke.
1: And, like, something about that,
0: I, b- I believe Brendan now. I don't think Blake's going.
1: But you don't think maybe Blake was like, hey, post this to get this in people's brains because I want to maybe go. Like, they're best friends.
0: Blake doesn't need to do that. He can get people talking about him by just being Blake, I think.
1: Yeah, like but, how would he... He, but how would he plant that seed without making it look like he planted the seed? You know what I mean? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he has to go through Brendan to be like, oh, such a weird thing. I had never even thought of that before. And yeah. Then...
0: Well, I respond back to Brendan after he said it was just a joke. I said, but is it true? Mm-hmm. And he wrote back, he's saving the sharks. And I said, he could save sharks in paradise. True. So take that with what you will.
1: Is that the phrase? Or do that, do uh... what? Do with what... Do do with that what you will. Do with that what you will. Yeah. Wouldn't it be funny if they, like, let Blake do his own, like, nature conservation efforts, <laughs> like, on the beach in Mexico? And so, like, they're all drinking margaritas at the pool, and Blake's, like, doing his work, like, helping the shark. I don't know exactly what he does, but... He's something. saving the sharks. He's yeah. like out so he's in like the in the water saving but how do you sharks save them. You just like <laughs> you just you just comfort them. You're just there for them. <laughs> You're just there for them in their time of need. You listen to their problems. You sort yeah. things out with them. How does one save the sharks? Like what do you how, how are you saving <laughs> <It's> them?
0: <laughs> how do you go about saving the sharks when like if you get too close to them they'll they may kill you.
1: Yeah. Interesting.
0: Very interesting. Do with that what you will.
1: Yeah. I nailed and what, it. And
0: what do they need help with exactly? The sharks? Yeah. They they need help. <laughs> they need help. Got it. Okay. They, need, they need some help. <laughs> Something, something's they need- not
1: right up there with those sharks.
0: <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but like, we know firsthand, I think we talked about it last episode, that Blake likes to do things to bring attention to himself because ultimately it brings attention to the sharks and the rhinos and yeah, the monkeys yeah, yeah. and everything that he works with. And I think by going on Paradise, he's going to he's going to do it for the sharks. Totally. Because like, then people will be like, oh, I want to go follow Blake. He's so hot. And then they go to his Instagram and they're like, oh, look at all these sharks. I'm going to help them too.
1: Yeah. And he can use his time on screen to be like, oh yeah, sorry guys, I missed I missed the last rose ceremony. I was just <laughs> with the sharks. But then he would like, if anyone else wants to help the sharks, donate. And then he like put a number down there. <laughs> Sorry I missed that one-on-one date I was, um, I was helping hanging sharks. out with the shark. Or
0: they could help together. That could be a nice date. Oh, that could be a date. And the girl's like, no, I'm not going in the water with that shark. And he's
1: like, we're helping it. <laughs> I love how, like, our vision of just helping the <laughs> sharks is what? Him just swimming with them, <laughs> hanging <laughs> out with them, chatting them up. Like, I don't Wait. know.
0: Is, is our idea of Blake helping sharks equivalent to our idea of what Chris Souls does on the farm? Because I feel like there's some parallels here. Mm-hmm. Like, we have no fucking clue, and we just assume. Like, I think Chris sits there with, like, a little seed, and he sticks his thumb in the ground, and then he grows a corn, and then he plucks it, and then he puts yeah. it in a box, and then I ships mean, it.
1: that's exactly that's, what he does. That's, far- <sighs> that's farming, ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> One day... We need to do, like, we'll go, we're going to go to Chris's farm. We already looked at there's a Airbnb, like, next to his farm, <gasps> which I think he owns. Remember? I
1: forgot that we had looked into this. and I mean,
0: we weren't really looking into
1: it, but I there know, is but an like, Airbnb. Maybe. But it's
0: definitely Chris's family that owns it. Who the yeah. fuck else owns it? Yeah, That could be, that like, we should...
1: Fest 4.0. But I... just me and Stephanie are invited to that. Sorry, guys. <laughs> you can watch the vlog.
0: <laughs> we're going to be on the field Understanding what Chris does for a living. Wait, Pushing the seeds into the ground. I'm dead serious. I- that would be so
1: funny. I'm going to be like, hey, can we just stay at the Airbnb for free for reporting for cons- purposes? Yeah, yeah. We, we should do that. It'll be like She's All Batch meets The Simple Life. And we're like on the farm with Chris Souls trying to like plant corn. And then he's oh trying to God. teach. Remember he was like saying something. We were talking about the corn giveaway. He's like, well, what kind of corn? And we're like, I don't know, dude, like corn. And he was like, okay, but like blue corn, sweet corn, and like listing all yeah. these corns. <laughs> My eyes were like glazing over. I'm like, dude, I didn't know there was more than one. Just corn. Just corn. And then like, I, I
0: don't know. I feel this way when I pass like construction sites too. Who? How do you guys all know what to do? Like there's so many of you and you're all doing different things, but it's not like you're in an office and there's like an organizational right. like system. You're all just like, putting up bricks and sticking, like, concrete to them. How do you not know if, like, that guy over there already, like, stuck the concrete to it? Totally.
1: No, I think about that a lot, especially, like, in New York, the buildings are so tall, and we just, like, trust that they're all, like, gonna work. (laughs) Which is kind of crazy, because, like, a man just... Like, I live so close to, like, the Freedom Tower. Like, a man just, like, built that. And we just go inside it, and we're like, this is probably fine. I mean, I guess the... Like, a man just, like, took... Wood nailed it down, do, 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 it's do so do, weird. put some glass on to make some windows, and we we're just like, yep, we're just gonna go a hundred stories up and just like stand here and th- and we trust that the building will just work. We How do trust? We know? I don't know. I mean, does Chris ever get up
0: in the morning and it's like, oh fuck, I forgot to plant those seeds yesterday. And then he runs out to the field and then they're already planted. And he's like, oh, I did plant the seeds. Cause you know, if you're like, oh my God, I have to send that email. And then you're like, oh, I did. I just forgot that I did. Yeah. How does it work when you're not in an office? And then he goes and sees all the seeds, like all his thumbprints are already in the grass. Yeah,
1: I'm sure he has some sort of process. He probably writes it down, like on a post-it. And it's just like, by the way, we did plant the seeds a few weeks ago. Because honestly, that's something you have to be very timely with. Like with an email, if we forget to send the email, we can just send it later. You can't plant the corn later. It needs time. Why? Because they say, remember, they say knee high by 4th of July or else you're going to have bad crops. Who said that? Someone said that. was. Chris? Did Chris say (laughs) it? No. I, like, knew that phrase growing up. There's a lot of farms in New Jersey where I'm from. People would say it has to be knee-high by 4th of July or else, like, the corn's just not going to come in the right way. I don't know. But, like, why are you having conversations about corn with anyone outside of me? I don't know. S- semi- co- you, you, we, we don't own the corn conversations. I <laughs> I need to talk about corn with other people. Like, I need to get various perspectives okay. on corn.
0: Fair, fair. Okay. But, I mean, I guess we've segued quite a bit, but this was um, Blake.
1: So, do you think he's going to Paradise? I hope so. Um, I Just from us, like, we've had him on the show, and knowing him, I feel like he might be kind of over it. Slash I retired. think so, too. Um, but I but think such if that a was shame. something he was interested in, he could, like you said, I don't think he needs to really plant the seed. He can just go. I think he'd be great television. I think people want to see him. I'm invested in his journey. And, and the sharks, of course. Full circle with saying planting the seed now. Right, exactly. Kind of bringing,
0: it, bringing it home. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. I, I'm leaning more towards that he's not, but... When Brendan, when this stuff was going on last week, like everyone was saying Blake's going, and I'm like, hmm, I'm not so sure about that. I think he'd go if the price is right. And if he could See, I don't save think he the cares. Sharks. Like I don't think he cares. He's like, is the price a saved shark? In which case I'll go. Right. No, but, that's what I'm
1: saying. That could be the price that he can talk are they about put- his animal <laughs> conservation stuff. On the check, it's gonna just be a picture of a shark.
0: Yeah. Or like his him.
1: intro is gonna be like I don't know, <laughs> save, 1-800-save-the-whales, <laughs> when he could, like, he'll be, like, stumbling in with, like, a, a beer, but then it'll be, like, 1-800-save-the-whales. Why would he be stumbling in with a beer? I don't know. But I feel that... like they all, like, do different, like, crazy things in their in their intros. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I thought you were making it sound like he has, like, some No, of I just problem. thought he would, like, be doing something
0: goofy, but also uh, save the whales. Uh, okay, yeah. I mean, I would love for him to go, obviously, but I, I think, I think it's, it's not happening. But... I'll hold out hope. I mean, it's half, oh, but it's being filmed right now. So, uh, Jesse and Wells both mm. took pictures, like, packing and on the plane. So, they're there.
1: Got so it. So, we saw... know
0: from there, there's, like, a week of, um... Quarantine? Well, not even, it's not quarantine anymore, but, like, what is it? It's, like, um, I don't know. They try to, what's the point if you're not quarantining? Like, didn't they keep you regardless? Like, Jillian said well, yeah, like, she yeah, they just needed people, like...
1: On deck, to go, kind go, of, to yeah. to put down on the beach if they were going to bring people down. But I think they like to have options. So they put a bunch of people in the hotel just to, like, wait right. around. So I
0: would think that right now they didn't start filming, I don't think. I mm-hmm. think that people are locked in
1: their hotel rooms going crazy as we speak. Wow. Okay, but also I think something to be mindful of is checking people's Instagrams and seeing who's active and who is not. Even though Ooh. that doesn't tell the whole story, because I know now people have friends post for them. All right. Well, moving on. All right. Let's take a second and talk about JS Health
0: Vitamins. I literally just took their detox and debloat vitamins last night because I had a little bit of a weekend and wanted to detox and de-bloat. And this morning I woke up
1: feeling so good. Yes. They truly have been a godsend for like long weekends, vacations, when you're out eating a bunch of foods that maybe you wouldn't always be eating and you just want to feel a little bit better. Detox and D Bloat by JS Health Vitamins is designed to support the natural detoxification process and reduce bloating. So, guys, it contains turmeric, milk thistle, and fennel to promote a healthy digestive system and liver support. So all natural ingredients there, which is great. We love them, so we want you guys to check them out. How you can get your hands
0: on these vitamins, go to jshealthvitamins.com. You're gonna go there and you're gonna use code She's all batch 15, and that's going to get you 15% off your first order and
1: or subscription. Yes, so it is time to reclaim your gut health with Detox and Debloat bloat by JS Health Vitamins. Go check them out, guys. jshealthvitamins.com using code Batch 15 for 15% off. Okay guys, so over the past few years, I've been getting really, really into skincare, but something that I think is pretty annoying is it's hard to find products that actually do what they say they're going to do on the label. I feel like literally you walk into a store and everything is like anti-aging, firm skin, smooth wrinkles, but sometimes I feel like I'm overwhelmed because I'm like, you see all these products and they say all these things, but do any of them actually do what they say they're going to do. I, I don't know. Like, I'm not a scientist. Uh, so that's why I am so glad that support from today's episode comes from OneSkin, because OneSkin was actually founded by a team of four female PhD-level longevity scientists with literally 15 years' experience studying the biology of aging. So if there's anyone I'm going to trust on the label... It's going to be the people at One Skin. So their flagship product, OS1
0: Face, is clinically validated to improve firmness, fine lines, and overall tone and appearance. Unlike most skincare products on the market, One Skin works deeper than surface level, and it's designed to promote healthier skin from the inside out. When you have healthier skin, you have better looking skin. So give One Skin a try and see the difference. For a limited time, our listeners can get 15% off One Skin with our code, She's All Batch, at oneskin.com. Co. That's one skin. co.
1: and use code she's all batch for fifteen percent off. Yes, guys, it's time for you to experience a new skin health routine at a discounted rate today. So you guys heard Stephanie say it, and I'll say it again. You can get fifteen percent off with your code she's all batch at oneskin. co. That's fifteen percent off, guys. You have to remember, we only have one body, one skin, and only you can choose to make it better. Age healthy with one skin.
0: Alright, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. You guys know that's when you submit your stories of meeting Bachelor Nation in the wild. We read about the stories on air. And you know what? It's a good time. Sorry, Jackie.
1: I was like, (laughs) you didn't even let me ask what it was. You just told me it was a good time. I'm sorry. Okay, You just knew I wanted to know what kind of time it was. Yeah, I didn't
0: want to keep you like waiting any longer. Thank you. That was so considerate. Okay, this first one. I met Brad Womack in Nashville, and he is such a sweetheart. I watched his season religiously with my grandma and sister, and we'd always talk about how handsome he is. I asked him for a photo, and he said, sure, but my hands were shaking, and honestly, I was just being an awkward turtle, and I couldn't pull myself together. Clearly, he could tell, and he said, here, I got it, and grabbed my phone and took the photo for me. He also is so much taller than I thought and has such a strong build. Ooh, super Ooh, hot. La, la. I spent the rest of my time in Nashville trying to find him again and even checked his social media a few times to get clues, but to no avail. Okay. I don't even know if he's on social media anymore. I don't even know what Brad Womack's social media is. I guess it's just Brad Womack.
1: Probably. Yeah. Well, Well, I'm sorry that you were being an awkward turtle, but it looks like (laughs) he was nice to the turtles. Brad Womack saves turtles. Have you heard? Brad Womack
0: is also like... So, um, like, Southern gentleman. Like, on his season, he would ask, like, everything was like, please and thank you. And he's like, could I sit down with you now, please? Can I get up, please? Oh, my God. Everything is so, like, like, over the top. So I'm not surprised. He probably took your phone and was like, I got
1: it, please, and like took a picture with you. <laughs> oh my God, he, you sound like Penelope Taint, Amanda's number one fan, please. Hello, people, I'm Penelope Taint, Amanda's number one fan, please. Oh my God, send in the Dancing Lobsters. It's coming full circle again. Bring in the Dancing Lobsters. The Amanda show was ahead of its time. And there's only, like, two seasons of it, which is crazy. It didn't it didn't go on for as long as we thought it went on for, but it was just so influential and iconic that I think it was on for, like, 20 years, but it was only on for, like, two. Do you really know that? I feel like it was longer than that. But I think there's only two seasons, and they would just Weird. replay the same episodes over and over, which is why we have them all memorized. Did you ever go to www.amandapleese.com? Of
0: course. It was yeah. so much fun. Yeah. I went and- all the time. It, it doesn't exist anymore, I don't think let's see but if it does i
1: will get 500 dms telling me it does exist well we're checking right now so before you send that dm just wait to see just hold on everyone's Um, sitting it just takes you to nick.com when you go to amandaplease.com. darn what a kick in the nuts amanda please
0: amanda please oh the next one's about audrey's okay it feels like a lifetime since we've gone like it feels like forever and it was last summer it was a year ago Yeah, That's the longest year of my life. A lot has happened since. Okay, this person writes, I felt so dumb for not even realizing when I stumbled into a beautiful coffee shop in Rhode Island to get a latte on the go that I was actually in Jared and Ashley's coffee shop. It didn't hit me in, uh, until I saw this gorgeous baby boy. I thought to myself, that baby looks familiar, but I second-guessed myself because I'm not from Rhode Island and the chances of me knowing this baby are slim. Turns out it was Dawson Dimitri brady Haven, looking all kinds of adorable in his stroller with Ashley Iconetti Dimitri brady Haven pushing the stroller. I said, oh my God, hi guys, as if we were friends. Ashley, clearly being used to getting recognized by strangers, flashed a huge smile and said hello. She told Dawson to say hi in like the cute baby way. I ended up getting my latte and it was amazing. I don't live in Rhode Island, like I said
1: earlier, but would definitely stop there if I was ever nearby. Uh I think it's really funny that the thing that tipped you off that this was not a normal coffee shop and was a Bachelor-themed coffee shop (laughs) was the baby and not, like, the thousands of artifacts all over the walls that are, like, this is Jared and Ashley's coffee shop. I guess there's that huge plaque that's, like, on, what is it, on Mondays we we watch watch the watch The Bachelor and on Tuesdays we recap or something? I don't know. If you don't know to look for those things, it does look like a normal coffee shop, though. I guess I just mean, like have, it screams, this is owned by Ashley and Jared.
0: Yeah, what's his face? Um, oh, Joshua welded that rose for them, and that's in, in the front yeah. by the cash register. But, like, if you didn't know that, you wouldn't know to look and be like, wait a second, is that rose from someone that used to be on The Bachelor? Like, there's no, it's not like there's giant
1: uh, pictures of Ashley and Jared. Yeah, There's a picture of Ben, though. Right. Do you think you could pick Dawson, Dimitri, Brady, Haven out of a lineup of babies? I don't think I could. Um, Yes,
0: he's beautiful.
1: No, he is. But I'm just saying, like, a lot of babies are beautiful. Well, I have a very, very beautiful baby. You do. Like, exceptional,
0: and I'm aware of it. And I recognize greatness Mm. in another baby. And Dawson, Dimitri, Brady, Haven is on the level of my son. So I would be able to recognize Dawson, Dimitri, Brady, Haven.
1: In a lineup of babies equally as beautiful.
0: Yeah, I think so. I mean, he's, like, exceptional. He's so fucking cute. He is And really I do think cute. it's funny that she's, like, she second-guessed herself, and she's like, I don't, I'm not from this town. How would I know this baby? <laughs> Sometimes and, you just know the baby. I don't know. And you didn't see Ashley standing there right next to him? And also, obviously, if they're there, Jared was working. I'm assuming they're not just going to the coffee shop to yeah. get a coffee,
1: you know? But maybe he was in the back, because remember when we went there... He was in the back, and we had to ask a lady eggs. to go get yeah. him. Mm-hmm. There's a little office back there. Well, good. I'm glad you had a great experience. We obviously loved Audreys when we went. Yes. Ten out of ten would recommend. Ten out
0: of ten, but the hotel that we stayed in was not a ten out of ten. Mm-mm. So I, it's hard for me to envision going back there because I want to stay in a better
1: hotel. Well, it's difficult, and this is getting—we don't have to get so in the weeds of it, but it's just like Newport, Rhode Island's kind of an expensive area, so there's not—it's like very Hamptons-esque where you pay like way too much money for like a motel, you know? Yeah, we got ready in um, the lobby bathroom, <laughs> yeah, because our, our, our room wasn't ready. Wasn't ready.
0: <laughs> but we had yeah. to go to
1: Audrey's. Good times. I know.
0: Good times. All right. Well, those are all the bachelor encounters we have for this week. Guys, send me other stories. We'll maybe read about them next week. You never, ever, ever know. You never, ever, ever. Just maybe. Oh, but DM me at She's All Batch. I don't know if I said that. Okay,
1: moving on. So I've been telling you guys for literally months now at this point that I am such a horrible sleeper. I really do feel like it's become part of my personality and identity on this podcast is telling you guys how bad I am at sleeping. But I honestly have to say... I have been regularly taking the Lumi's Microdose CBD gummies, and I actually have not had trouble sleeping in a while, which is kind of crazy for someone like me to say, but I feel totally different when I go to bed now, and I was honestly really skeptical about taking gummies because I've also told you guys this, I'm not a big weed user in normal life, I haven't really enjoyed edibles in the past, so I was very, very skeptical, but Microdose gummies deliver the perfect entry-level dose of THC, so I feel just the right amount of good and relaxed, and I never feel like it's overpowering, i've actually been sleeping through the night which is insane yeah and what's cool about micro dose is like people sometimes
0: get afraid like i don't want to get high off of a gummy that's not what this is it's the sweet spot between cbd and thc and it gives you the benefit of a mood lift and relaxing and even a creative boost and a greater sense of calm and that's really what you're looking for with this gummy and that's why it's helping jackie relax at to the end of the day and go to sleep for me i really just need like even a half gummy or even like a little bit less than a half is is my sweet spot, and it really helps me relax at the end of the day. And a lot of you guys have messaged me asking about these gummies. So to learn more about microdosing THC, go to microdose.com. You can use our code she's all batch, and that's going to get you thirty percent off your first order plus free shipping. Get your hands on these gummies. You're gonna love them. Again, that's microdose.com for the best gummies that'll help you relax. Use code SHEESALLBATCH for 30% off and free shipping. Support for today's episode also comes from our favorite bed sheets, Etitude. As you guys know, Etitude sheets are on my bed and Jackie's bed and they better be on your bed soon because Etitude sheets are so soft and so silky. They breathe great and they help you sleep great at night. Etitude Sustainable Bedding is made from the world's first non-toxic bamboo fabric, and you could rest easy knowing your bed is free from harmful chemicals and better for you and the planet, and it's just a win-win that they're the best, softest sheets ever. Right now, you can get your hands on these sheets by going to Etitude.com and using code SHEESALLBATCH. That's going to get you $25 off. Again, that's code SHEESALLBATCH at E-T-T-I-T-U-D-E.com. Tell them that, it, Jackie. I
1: have specifically been loving them recently because the sheets keep you cool, and I've told you guys I run hot, and now we're getting into the summer months, and my AC bill is gonna be through the roof if I just keep like cranking, cranking, cranking. It's better to be a little bit more regulated in my temperature with my attitude sheets. It's so nice for summer, honestly. I don't know if you guys feel that you need to like switch out your sheets based on seasons, but if you're looking for a sheet that will keep you cool, attitude sheets. I cannot recommend them enough. Absolutely.
0: Totally agree. Again, go to editude.com slash she's all batch, and that's going to get you $25 off. This isn't going to be lasting forever, guys. You got to make moves. So editude.com slash she's all batch $25 off. All right, guys, we have Ed Waysprote here. You know him from Claire and Tasha's season, aka Clayshia's season. Ed, thank you for coming on She's All Batch.
3: Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, so you were on like a very interesting season because you finally get your chance on this show, and then you get this season that the lead bails a couple weeks in. Like, were you like, "What the hell did I get myself into here?"
3: Yeah, I think uh, I think there were a lot of turns, a lot of twists, but it was the year to kind of expect that. I mean, we had gone out to California, you know, four months, five months prior to that second attempt, and the kind of the world shut down. We went back home. So you kind of think it's not going to happen, Um, then it does happen. It's in a bubble and there's all these protocols and you're kind of stuck on a property. that's 115 degrees all day long. So I think at that point with that year, everything that was going on, um, just like this is a once in a lifetime opportunity experience in a pandemic year that hopefully doesn't happen again in our lifetime.
0: Uh, yeah, fingers crossed, but that's a really good way to look at it because it was such a crazy, unexpected season, but the world was crazy and unexpected at the time, yeah. so it's like, what do you expect? I want to touch on what you just said, though, 115 degrees?
3: Yeah, it was 110, 115 degrees every, every day out there in La Quinta, California, so you'd wake up, it was already 95 by 10 a.m., and it was hot and there there are very few places to go to escape that heat so i think even that kind of like affected kind of how you felt and the fact that you're confined to you know a couple football fields length of a a resort just made it a very interesting kind of experience and really um yeah really kind of made the word bubble even more applicable i guess because you really in a very small setting Um, there's no travel there's no you know you're going the the date is in the same conference hall every couple days you know what I mean so you're, you're not really going anywhere so that was that was interesting as well
0: well that doesn't sound like the exciting experience that most bachelor contestants get were there guys in the house that were like kind of bummed
3: yeah I think I mean, I think it definitely wasn't that experience. Um, I think it created a different experience. I think it was a little bit more mentally taxing when you're literally stuck there all day and have, you don't have those random things to look forward to. Certainly, you're already kind of removed from the world. You don't have the cell phones, the TV, et cetera. But now, not only that, you're kind of stuck to one area. You're not moving around, trying new things.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, but I think everyone there was just grateful for the chance that we were even able to do it. I think it was right. the first TV show back from the pandemic, the first successful bubble created. And so I think people were just thankful for that and figured, you know, um, you know, it's, it's definitely still something better than being stuck by yourself at your own house during quarantine.
0: Fair. So, okay
3: that it was welcome to be around other people in an environment that felt safe where you could, you know, shake someone's hand, etc.
0: Right. Uh, can you cl- clear up some conspiracy theory? You only shot night 1 once, correct?
3: Correct. True, yeah.
0: You know P- there's a conspiracy theory and I'm asking this for my co-host Jackie because she's adamant that this could have happened that um that's why the Claire and Dale thing occurred because people think that you shot night one then then you had to stop go home claire's thinking about dale then you come back and that's why she fell so hard for him but that's not the case you're saying
3: no not the case no everything felt normal as a normal i mean we kind of had two night ones i mean tasia had her own night one very different there's less people there um but no the Claire night one was it it was fun it was probably my favorite night of the entire experience it was just it was just something it was fun there were a lot of people you met a lot of people it was exciting i think as the numbers kind of drop that feeling of like a big party kind of it kind of changes but night one you're just kind of like ramped to go especially after being in a quarantine for about a week too so
0: right uh so how did you get on the show and in casting did you did they tell you it was claire because they made a very big deal about her being the oldest bachelorette how was casting for you
3: yeah, so my friend and his wife, um, they're a huge Bachelor fan, so they just kind of like nominate I me, and I think they said it was like a simple like, you know, submit a picture, a couple lines, etc. Um, and yeah, they actually reached out, and at that point, you're kind of like, oh, you know, I kind of take it as a joke, and you go through a Zoom interview, maybe another, and then before you know it, you know, they're asking you to come out there. Uh, But my first time around, I don't think they knew who The Bachelorette was or released that information to myself until maybe a week prior to going out. So those first few kind of times when you're, you're talking to producers, interviewing, et cetera, it was, I had no idea who The Bachelorette was at that point. So it was kind of a surprise, I would say like a week prior to the first time in March. And then ever since that, we got sent home, they kind of maintained that contact and you know it continued to be clear um from that point forward
0: how long were you home before you came back
3: that's a good question so uh <laughs> we were out there literally we, we were there literally the the week the world shut down so it was march first week of march maybe second week of march i remember that wednesday um sitting in a hotel room seeing the news like this is kind of weird and then friday they just kind of cut it i think we started back um I want to say July, maybe it's two, a couple, three years ago, I guess now, geez, that seems like a yeah. forever ago. I think July, August, so like April, May, June, like four months, maybe I would say a four month gap. And so during that time, the producers kind of keep contact, but you're kind of thinking it's probably not going to happen. Things are changing. Um, but yeah, sure enough, they pulled it off. So
0: how do you get in the mindset knowing that like, at any given point you could get a call and you're like, Oh, I have to fly back to LA and, and shoot. Well, they were not, were they at La Quinta for Claire?
3: Yeah. So we were at La Quinta Quinta resort the entire time. Um, It's like a 10 minute drive from the Palm Springs airport. Um, Yeah. You're just kind of in that. you're kind of in a holding pattern. I mean, you, you, you know, you, at that time, I would say March, April was pretty heavy quarantine in Miami, obviously Florida was different than a lot of states, it kind of ended earlier than some states, the restrictions to some degree, um, but you're kind of just, you know. I was just chilling at home, working out at home, I worked from home, so everything was at home, so there wasn't much going on so. At any moment you're kind of like yeah it'd be nice to go do something and try something so. um it was just kind of a weird time in life. You're just kind of there wasn't much going on. So anything that could be going on was exciting at that point,
0: yeah. I'm forgetting <laughs> so, that you're like it's quarantine life. And so it's not like you're like going out. You're not going out and meeting people, going to bars or restaurants or anything. So, yeah, uh, I guess that would be an exciting phone call to get that the production was going to start back,
3: yeah, I remember that was my first time on a plane since the pandemic since the night they had sent us home originally um and at Miami airport there might have been like 100 people I think the plane was empty everything was empty it was just a very surreal experience like that summer to even travel or to do anything so mm-hmm. um it was definitely uh different for sure
0: so um uh, how did you react to the Claire and Tasha swap did you guys see it coming did you and the other men maybe see it coming
3: I don't think we saw it coming out. To, to be honest with you, I don't think we saw a lot coming. But again, I guess my, my perception and my attitude was always like, uh, you know, I know there's a lot of factors, a lot of things going on in the background. I'm out here to have a good time. If you meet someone, great, if not, great. Um, so I really didn't ever take anything going on around me that was outside of my control too seriously. I just kind of, you know, said it is going to be what it is. Um, wasn't really shocked or not there was always a, there seemed to be a twist or a surprise every other day um but yeah i think there was a little bit of a waiting period between when Tasha came and when claire left so at that point there was an unknown is it going to be like multiple people is it going to be something different like what's going on um but as soon as Tasha came it just kind of picked up where it was and it was kind of like business per usual with four or four new people so yeah
0: did, um, who did people think it was going to be though? So like in that period where there was no one and you were waiting for who the person was going to be, were there names thrown around in the house?
3: Yeah, I think people that had seen the show, like we certainly had people in there that were like experts at the show, the people that like had watched it and I'm not gonna name any names of people that were very familiar. um just mentioning people that like made it pretty, you know deep into pilot Peat season or um uh, maybe it's going to be a paradise to bring multiple people in. but I don't think anyone had any you know solid ideas it was just guesses at that point um and i don't believe anyone had taste on their radar i think that was a complete surprise i did not hear that name come up so um no one but no you one heard right.
0: you heard hannah ann's name i'm sure
3: yeah for sure maddie hannah Ann those the names of the um, you know people that were in the final four for pilot p definitely mentioned um yeah, that, I think that was really about it. There weren't really any other names that I feel like were thrown around or that I can recall at that time. The confusion was more around what's going to happen. I think people didn't expect it just to be the Bachelorette again. I think they expected maybe it's Paradise, maybe there's going to be a huge twist and multiple Bachelorettes. So like, I, I think the expectation of when Taisha walked in, just one person surprised a lot of people.
0: You are most known for that scene with Chris Harrison.
3: Chris Harrison day, yeah, it's my one on one of the year.
0: <laughs> what can you please tell me how this moment came to be? Because people don't get to get one on one time with Chris Harrison. What happened yeah. here?
3: Yeah, well, no, I mean, it, it happened exactly kind of as you saw it. And I'll admit, people people always ask me, "Hey, was this you know, were you a part of this setup?" And I'll be honest, they kind of bamboozled me. So I showed up. I fully thought I was visiting Taisha, but uh basically i had like uh you know the shoulder thing i backed out of the uh fight with chasen and so the idea was hey i need to kind of get some alone time with taisha to make up for this blah 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 so i waited until like 3 a.m one night when one of the dates was over they said taisha was around um so they kind of led me you know to this door which i believe to be Tasha's and then i saw chris my first reaction was hey um you know maybe Chris is just hanging out talking to Tasha, like your usual banter um but it wasn't so it actually turned out to be great i mean they played it off as a comedy um being very awkward but in reality getting in there had wine talked to Chris about all kinds of random things he was a great host at 3am and it was actually fun so it was a, it was a huge highlight um <laughs> like i said you kind of at first you're shocked and you're a little bit like you feel you feel a little gypped. but I thought 10 seconds later, like, this is Chris Harrison. I get to hang out with Chris Harrison, drink some wine, uh, get away from the guys and just kind of all the stuff that's going on and just hang out. So I welcomed it and it was, it was a really good time. So it's one of those, uh, yeah, it's probably, probably a highlight for me and just, uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was a nice hour or so hanging out
0: with Chris. An hour.
3: It was, it was a while. Yeah. It was, it was good. He was friendly. He was talking about sports, colleges, you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, it was just uh and I you know, I liked I kind of never expected how they turned it into a comedy. I think they showed us kind of like looking at the ceiling, being very awkward, but uh truth be told, it never was like that. It was actually just kind of like, you know, this is this is kind of a casual conversation, fun, and went to bed after that. Yeah. So
0: at, at that moment though, because you were supposed to see Tasha and then you had to see Chris, did you think like my shot with Tasha's is done?
3: I wouldn't say I thought it was done. Um, Yeah, but I knew it wasn't a pot. It wasn't the greatest thing in the world. I didn't get that time. Um, But at the end of the day, I didn't, you know, it was always hard to kind of predict how one thing, one card led into another there. And so Mm -hmm. um, that one night was just one night of so many different nights. And so it was hard to predict one way or the other at that point. Um, But yeah, it's kind of a no regret night. And like, I think the look of shock on my face truly reflects kind (laughs) of how I felt. So it was, it was exciting. There were a lot of things you could either predict or you would just kind of roll your eyes at, but that one, they got me, they got me that time. So yeah.
0: Well, I it was a great it. moment. You turned into a meme and people loved that moment. And I feel like that's what people really remember you for having that bromance with Chris Harrison. Um, you then did a, a brief stint in paradise.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: How was that experience? How did they go about, like you leave the show how soon do are they calling you to come back?
3: Um, I think we left the show, what July or August? We decided probably August. Um, I think maybe late in December after the Mental all. I think we went to the Mental all, I want to say November or so. December, they kind of reach out, gauge your interest, and then kind of just keep you up to date the next few months. I think it started maybe first week of June. So you just kind of keep that on the radar, you know, kind of keep up with them once a month or so. And then as it gets closer and they kind of finalized dates. You just kind of prep to to be available during that month, should your name be called. And so, um, yeah, it was uh, it was a brief experience, but it was fun. Um, you know, I had, a, I had a one-on-one with little John that they did not show. So they kind of repeated the Chris Harrison moments. It just never made the air. So I got to hang out with little John and talk about dating and, you know, all kinds of random I- stuff what so it was one of those things i couldn't believe yeah i didn't make it didn't make the bloopers or anything but it was fun so kind of fell off the chris harrison with the little john one-on-one so i think that was that was the highlight there but it was just kind of cool <laughs> meeting new people in the environment and everything but again it was it was a crazy experience kind of being in that quarantine etc for so long you know again doing all that over again
0: yeah well i, wa- I actually want to get to that but for our listeners that may not remember, Little John was the um the host that week, right? Because there were rotating yeah. hosts. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, I forgot right. until you just said that. But yeah, that was the season of rotating hosts.
3: Yeah, the rotating host. Yeah, I came in with Demar, so we had like a double date card, and like Little John greeted us as we kind of came in. But uh, yeah, during the rose ceremony, they found some time for me to visit Little John, have some wine, talk to him about, take some advice from him. So. Uh, yeah, that was, that was a ton of fun um, and definitely some good memories for sure. And kind of reuniting with some of the guys from, from my season
0: Yeah, um, was awesome. Wait, so tell me about the, the quarantine process prior to going on Paradise because you weren't original cast. So I know that even if not with the pandemic, they do keep you in a hotel room I- until it's your time to come down. So yeah, what is that? Like, how long were you in a hotel room before coming down to Paradise?
3: so it's kind of funny so that 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 was seven full days so you had to do seven days and i think they started testing you on the second day each day for covid um and so seven days was the minimum so i think the people that maybe started out were there for seven days prior you sit in a hotel um they didn't have any channels in english and i don't know spanish so that was kind of a detriment Uh, but there was absolutely nothing to do and they didn't have the resources to let you out really like you know prior um, Laquita you were able to go to the gym and stuff. I think the gym resources were limited. I think I went like twice that whole week. You weren't allowed out each day. Um, you'd order room service and just sit there. And so I would sleep till three o'clock and try to go to bed at at midnight because there's nothing to do. You're just bored out of your mind. You read the books they give you, um, no internet, no nothing. So um, yeah, it was a unique experience. I think I ended up being in there for 10 days. So my seventh day came and then you're kind of waiting, like, when am I going out? Like, and you are kind of asking them every day is today the day that so you wake up hoping it's the day. And so I, I think after all said and done, I was there for 10 full days locked in a hotel room. So it kind of sucked. I think day six, I realized that the TV accidentally had internet. So I was playing around the TV and I had some access to the internet. So I started watching YouTube videos which was an accident. So they were supposed to shut all the internet off, but yeah. So day six through 10 was a little bit better than day zero through six, let's just say (laughs) that.
0: Wait, so they don't know that. So could you have Googled like who's on paradise? Like, were you trying to, yeah,
3: I I definitely did that. I I did that and I think they realized early on that a few of the rooms did have have and they cut it off, but they didn't realize that and so mm. it was super slow and it wasn't in color. It was kind of like I don't even know how to describe it. It was a, an older TV, but I was able to see stuff, watch like black and white YouTube and kind of like see I'd seen kind of like, you know, Lance Bass as a host when we got kind of was able to see the updates a little bit.
0: Okay. Um, those
3: last 4 days, so that was that was interesting.
0: But like the whole quarantine period kind of sounds like solitary confinement like it, is, it, yeah, like
3: it sucks yeah
0: I imagine on your mental health it's not the best to not have interaction with like do you get to get sunlight and go outside or you're literally in the no, room
3: I think it was better that during the La Quinta time period because you were able to book a half hour to go to the gym or to go outside for a walk I think at Paradise for whatever reason they were left left uh, less resources so I feel like every day you could request it but you weren't guaranteed like i said i might have got two three days max out of those 10 i was able to even leave for a half hour um
0: to do what but like just at- take a walk
3: go to the yeah okay. you could walk with one of the the like the handler or the producers you could go to the gym for your half hour but i mean a half hour is like that the second you get out they're counting down you're at the gym for 20 minutes with a five minute walk back and forth so it's like
1: it's literally quaint. like prison like
0: this is literally yeah. like prison
3: no, it is. And all I had was a window. I didn't even have a balcony, so I could look out the window. Um, and like I said, unfortunately, the TV wasn't in English, so there weren't any channels in English. So I just, that wasn't really an option. So I read all the books. I had a bunch of books. So I just kind of read through books and you, know, you quickly kind of get bored and you're just kind of waiting for your, your room service. And then you're just looking forward to going back to bed.
0: Were <laughs> so, you ever yeah. wondering like day nine, were you like, I don't know if this is worth doing? I don't
3: think I was wondering, I was just wondering, you know, am I going to make it? I think that was a concern. I wanted to do it. I mean, uh, I just wanted to make it, though. I mean, I've heard stories of people going down there before yeah. prior seasons and just never making it out of their hotel room or never actually making it to the beach. And that was the biggest fear putting in that time and then not not making it out there. So um, yeah. I think you'd say the passage. you get a little bit more leery, you know, time's ticking away. You're just kind of on your thumbs, so right and you got a lot of time to think too so yeah. things are going through your head i guess definitely than they would be normally if you had distractions
0: right and i'm sure while you're while you're there in this room thinking well paradise only lasts for three weeks if i'm in here 10 days how many people are really going to be like did you when you finally got down to the beach where there were not many options available at that point Right?
3: No, there really there really weren't. I think uh I think Damar and I when we went on a double date, we took the only two available single options um on that double date. So it was kind of interesting and like, you know, Kenny being one of my good friends, it was great to see Kenny there. And I remember running up and Kenny had his hands, uh he was hand in hand with Mari. And so just to kind of like see everyone coupled off um was yeah it was just kind of like crazy like you're getting there but it's kind of like you know you you knew it was towards the end and so you kind of felt that right away
0: yeah well they are about to film paradise soon if they asked you would you go again
3: no so i actually have a girlfriend now um so i wouldn't go as a result of that as far as like an experience if i was single would i would i go back to paradise I think it was a good experience, it was fun, Um, it was a beautiful environment and I would say it was uh, you know like 20 times a better experience than say the actual bachelorette so our bachelorette experience compared to paradise completely different vibe, a lot more relaxed you get to interact more. Um, I I just feel like a much better genuine chance for people, especially when you're there early to make a connection versus being one of 35 people and getting two minutes at a time. So, yeah, I think it was overall a good experience. Um, It was hot as hell there as well. Um, It was humid, so you're just sweating constantly. Um, But, yeah, it was a good experience. But, uh, you know, I started dating a girl about a year and a half ago. I'm so completely happy. But um, I think the paradise experience was fun. And so some people are like, oh, I don't know. And I'm like, if you're single, you might as well try it out. Mm -hmm. You know, cross it off the bucket list so you did it. Yeah. Uh, You never know, so...
0: Right, and not everyone gets the chance to do something like that, so why not?
3: Yeah, yeah, it was a good experience.
0: What is life like post-show? You said you're you're dating someone seriously. What else do you have going on?
3: Yeah, I mean, life post-show, I mean, it kind of quickly uh, reverted back to where it was pre-show. You know, I'm kind of in the same space. I'm selling uh, mental health solutions to large companies. Um, I recently moved over to Dubai, so I'm in Dubai now. Uh, so kind of a big change. I mean, Miami to Dubai, um, a little bit different, you know, still hot, but completely different environment. So, um, yeah, just kind of, you know, work in, um, spend time with friends, family, and kind of, you know, started, started a new life here in Dubai. And so wait, right, that's
0: what time is it right now for you? Uh,
3: 625
0: at night, obviously. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So
3: the sun's like, it, it, there's no like daylight saving The sun pretty much consistently sets around 630 here every night for the year. So yeah, sun's about, sun's about to go down right now.
0: Oh, wow. Um, it's 1025 in New York. Yeah. So, yeah, that's so that's wild. I'm getting used to
3: that time change. It's kind of nice. Like I wake up and there's not as many people like texting you or, you know, mm-hmm. so it's I'm getting used to like having a bunch of time where people on the East Coast or anywhere in the United States aren't awake yet. Um, that's nice.
0: That's a nice way to live, to to not feel like you need to answer a bunch of things first thing when you wake up.
3: Yeah, no, it feels great. It feels great. I go to bed late. I throw my phone on silent and, you know, um, I wake up in a, for a good eight hours. No one else is awake in the United States, you know, so, um, you know, you can just kind of focus on, you know, work and do stuff over here. So, yeah, it's been a it's been a crazy change. It's been awesome. And, you know, if you haven't been here, I recommend coming. It's a great place.
0: Awesome. No, I've never been, but I would love to to visit. But uh, thank you so much for for sharing your story with us. Uh, Where can our our listeners follow you on social media?
3: Um, They can follow me on Instagram at ed.wastebroke. But to be honest with you, that's one thing I suck at is even checking Instagram, getting on there, posting. um, I kind of gave it a go. I wasn't really big on social media before. I I didn't even have a Facebook. And so you give it a go. You go on the show. You try um I don't know it's just not innately ever been me to like completely share what I'm doing or you know
0: mm-hmm.
3: kind of do that but hey I, I might post again one day who knows
0: <laughs> so check him out he he just might post again sometime.
3: I'm like it's got to be good now I, I just don't do it very often and certainly I think you realize when you go on people are most interested not really in you but like the bachelor stuff so I, I quickly realized it was like post stuff with bachelor people or bachelor related things because that's the audience you pick up. You pick up an audience that's interested in that. So mm-hmm. um, a lot of bachelor related stuff, but uh, yeah, I, I probably, I'm probably due for my yearly post pretty soon.
0: Okay, well, I will be waiting for it. I'm very excited. Maybe it could be promoting this podcast. Who knows? Uh, this episode will come out in a couple of weeks, so I'll be in touch. Okay. Uh, but thank you again so much for, for coming on. It was nice. Yeah, no, that. I
3: appreciate it. Yeah, it was fun. It was kind of you gave me a blast from the past. Like sometimes you don't think about these things. It seems so long ago. Three years ago I was crazy, and then two years ago, paradise. And so, like, just being outside that environment, and like you know, as you go further, you don't talk to quite as many people. So those memories are kind of like, you know, you get. It's kind of fun to recall them yeah. every now and again. So.
0: Well, I told you it would be painless, so I'm happy that this was a a good experience for you. But yeah, so we will be in touch in the coming weeks and let you know when this is up.
1: Thank
3: you so much. It was great meeting you, Stephanie. And uh, yeah, like I said, if you're ever in Dubai, hit me up and uh, (laughs) we'll
0: we'll,
3: we'll make a post out of it. We'll make a post. Oh,
0: yeah. We'll do your yearly post when we meet up.
3: Yearly post. That's right. right. (laughs) Okay.
0: All right. Thank you, Ed.
3: All right. See you later.
0: Bye. That's our show. Thank you guys so much for listening. If you like what you hear, send this episode to a friend. Go on a Facebook group and tell
1: someone that you love the show and do so many other things. Totally. I think the best thing you can do for us right now is tell a friend and hold that friend accountable. Be like, hey, remember that podcast <laughs> I told you about? Have you listened to it? It's so good. You um, could
0: also like give them like re- book report assignments and say, like, yeah. listen to this episode
1: and I want you to tell me why you like it. Well I was gonna say instead of starting like a book club, because like I don't really read books that much, but podcast start club. a podcast club, and then you have an excuse to all hang out once yeah. a week and chat. Absolutely. Um, so make sure you guys check out our Patreon. We have a bunch of fun bonus episodes for you there, most notably, which literally dropped today, Thursday, when when this podcast also drops is a recap of the vanderpump rules reunion part three and just a discussion about all the reunions and the finale and all the vanderpump stuff we gave you guys an episode that was skandaval 101 in case you needed to catch up on the drama and now we've had three weeks of reunions and they've all been really good so we're going to be recapping that as soon as the episode finishes and then getting that out for you as soon as possible on thursday which is today Or maybe it's not today, but... Yes, so go check out our Patreon. Also, we hear you guys.
0: We know that you guys loved the episode with Troy McKeady. And guess what? Troy McKeady's coming back to do Mm -hmm. Bachelor of Blinds Part 2. That is in the works right now. So that will be dropping um, some point in the next uh, few weeks. Yeah. Check out our Facebook group, She's All Batch. It's a group for the diehards. We talk about all things Bachelor. It's just a good time. You're going to want to be
1: in there. You are definitely going to want to be in there. You're going to get FOMO if you're not there. Um, make sure you follow us. Follow Stephanie at She's All Batch. Follow me at Jack Rooney underscore. Get can some merch. That? If you're like, you know what? I need 16 sweatshirts. You can get one out of the 16 at the She's All Batch merch site. It's great. I shared a photo of myself
0: wearing the She's All Batch sweatshirt on my boat with my adorable son that mm. I referenced earlier mm-hmm. in the episode. Mm-hmm. And I told you guys, it's not... Like, we joke that it's sweatshirts, so you're not going to wear them in the summer, but if you're on a boat, guys, you need a sweatshirt. So
1: yeah. I know the perfect sweatshirt you can get. Step okay. one, get a boat. Step two, get a sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. Step three, get an ice save cream. Save the sharks. And then save the sharks. <laughs> yeah. All right. Is that it? I think that's it. Goodbye, bitches.